This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. <sighs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the broadcast. If that's what it is. If you want to participate, you can do so by, oh, I don't know, you can use the telephone and dial 1-888-900-3393. You can tweet at JeffyMRA. You can Facebook Jeffrey Fisher. You can email Jeffy at Glenbeck.com. J-E-F-F-Y. There are so many things, so, so many things cover it's almost it's almost it's overwhelming i know it is it's got to be overwhelming just to, to hear it i mean you go down the list i was trying to really put together something in my head today for the show and <laughs> i mean you've got the you have the middle east you got northeast africa isil isis is russia china south america central america australia West Africa Ebola, which we will get into. I, I, you can't not talk about that. You've got just the U.S. Ebola. Internet security breaches, cable companies, movie industry, TV industry, families, trust. Who do you trust? You've got... It's just an unbelievable amount of things on our plate. Everyone's got it. Everyone's feeling it. Everyone knows. Look at that. I mean, with that the list off the top of my head was the world is in turmoil. And yet, and yet, cold front pushed through here in Dallas, Texas this yesterday. <laughs> it's about 60 degrees outside. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's no, it's no longer 110. So it's okay. Life is okay, right? It's good. It's good. And before we get to the Ebola. On the Blaze Radio Network. I want to tell you about a product. <laughs> I found, well, I think the greatest company in America. You know, next to, next to, of course, Mercury Radio Arts and the Blaze. 360 Electrical. 360 Electrical. Now, you can go to their website, 360electrical.com. But I, I bought them, and they're, they're power strips. They're plugs. You, you plug them in. They, you know, they're power surge protectors. For your USBs and your plugs and all your devices and and, and you know they're great and I saw them at uh, at uh, a, a Sam's Club I think it was yeah Sam's Club and a package of three for a reasonable price and I thought wow these look really cool I bought a couple of packages because you know we need them and everybody needs to plug their stuff in everywhere all the electronics uh, around the house and it's nice to have a place where they all can go. And then I open it up, and I you know, I want to plug one in, but I, I, I open up their little get-to-know-you 
package, and it says, Getting to Know and Love Your Power Curve Mobile Surge Protector. And so, you know, I like reading this stuff just because it's, you know, information. This is quite possibly the best company in America. This is what, now, across the across the line, they have, uh, thank you for buying a 360 electrical power curve mobile surge protector. We truly hope it gives you peace of mind with your electronics and provides those outlets when you need them most. Not to mention, you'll be swarmed like Justin Bieber if you pull one of these things out in an airport. Test us with this. You will not be disappointed. This handy little guide is designed to give you your basic information on how to use your power curve, as well as provide all the legal warranty-related stuff. This guide is not a replacement Yahtzee score sheet, nor is it a map of the San Diego Zoo. Right there alone, best company in America. Along the top, pointy-headed stuff, consider yourself warned, power curve mobile anatomy. Under consider yourself warned, Use indoors only. Do not use near water. You listening, scuba guy? You feeling all handy and want to alter, repair your power curve mobile? Don't. Advanced surge protection. Deep inside lies the defender of the connected devices you plug into the rotating and USB outlets. It's there, waiting to act on your behalf when evil transient voltage rears its ugly head. Blue protected light. This peaceful beacon tells you everything's all right. If it goes out, your power curve mobile has absorbed a surge and sacrificed itself to save your devices. Shed a tear, then replace it. Quick setup. Plug stuff into your power curve mobile surge protector. Plug your power curve mobile into a grounded wall outlet. Standard fist pump. (laughs) these are directions and information you don't find on very many if any other products than the power curve mobile surge protector from 360 electrical outstanding and i'm telling you the the one triple one and with the two usbs and the two plugs if you did plug that in an airport you would become a fan i don't know that people would get pissed too because you'd be saying you know five bucks I need five bucks. You could charge them. You could make a little cash and get some money to buy a new new power surge. Or you could just do it for free and be a nice guy. I think I'm charging. I think I'm charging. Now, should we get into Ebola? I mean, I know it sounds horrible to talk about, but it is all over the news. It is unbelievable what's going on. We can talk uh we can talk Ebola or we can talk about the Sex Week at the University of New Mexico. We could talk about that. We could talk about the Sex Week at the University of New Mexico. In fact, we will talk about that, but not before. Not before we talk about Ebola because it is heavy, heavy on my mind. Now, there's a petition. Before we get deep into it, we'll just start out with there's a petition that worried Americans have posted at the White House. Those always are go over great. Calling for President Barack Obama to block travelers from Ebola-stricken countries. Have the FAA ban all incoming and outgoing flights to Ebola-stricken countries until Ebola outbreak is contained. 
We do not shut our borders to countries affected by Ebola. We didn't with SARS or pandemic H1N1 flu, said a Tom Friedman, Obama's chief of the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. This guy, too. We've got some other quotes from him from the CDC. You can sign the petition. You can go to White House. I think it's probably up there on whitehouse.gov and sign the petition. I don't know that it's going to do you any good. Now, we've got to talk more about what's being done here in Dallas, Texas, where, you know, of the first known case of Ebola was uh, diagnosed. The people surrounding it, the cleanup surrounding it, the hospital surrounding it, and then our reaction here in the U.S. has been less than exciting. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. You can always listen to the broadcast anytime, although if you're listening to it now, then you already know how to listen to it throughout other mediums. So, eh, never mind. And you can always go to theblaze.com slash radio and download the podcast. Yes, you can. And you can listen to all the shows on Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelko, Will Kane, S.E. Cup, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. Just go to theblaze.com slash radio. The Obama administration. <laughs> oh, really getting tired of saying that. They want to reassure Americans about efforts to contain Ebola in the wake of the first U.S. case. The military announced uh, yesterday that an additional 1,000 troops could be sent to West Africa to fight the virus. And that number could go higher than that, said Rear Admiral John Kirby, who's the press secretary for the Pentagon. I'm not going to put a floor or a ceiling on this. <laughs> you remember we initially ordered 3,000 to go. But, hey, they are there to build hospitals, labs, treatment centers, provide logistics. They are not going to treat Ebola victims. They are not going to do that. We are not going to be in the treatment business, said Rear Admiral John Kirby. Hmm. Okay. Troops will be constantly monitored during their deployment and screened for the disease when they return. The Pentagon is developing a protocol for troops suspected of being exposed to the virus. That's nice that they're developing that protocol. They will be monitored constantly for 21 days. It's it's not a quarantine necessarily. They're just going to be monitored for 21 days. There are currently 231 U.S. troops in West Africa, most of them in Liberia. The Ebola victim made his way to Dallas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder if we can contain that whole epidemic. Remember that whole Ebola thing in Dallas? But hey, listen, uh, our president, uh, president of the United States of America, while he was en route to a speech in Indiana, he telephoned 
the general, General David Rodriguez, the commander of the U.S. Africa Command, uh, to get an update on uh, the response to the Ebola outbreak. So he's on it. He's on it. Now, they had a press conference uh, to assure Americans that steps are being taken to stop the spread of this virus, including tighter screening at international airports and local hospitals. (laughs) What? Listen, the United States is prepared to deal with this crisis, both at home and in the region. Said Lisa Monaco, assistant to the president of Homeland Security and Counterterrorism. We know how to do this. She called the Dallas incident an isolated case. Said the American people should be confident that there will be an there will not be an outbreak in the United States. Well, that makes me feel better. We, I should, I feel confident, Lisa. I do. The government is providing guidance to state and local officials, hospital and healthcare workers, pilots, flight attendants, custom officials, and border guards how to spot potential signs of Ebola, investigate them, and treat them. As for calls to prevent travel from West Africa, I mean, Jasmine's because what are you stupid? There's no consideration of a travel ban at this point. <laughs> They stress that, hey, you can only get Ebola through the exchange of body fluids. It's not easily transmitted. So don't worry about it. The strength of the U.S. healthcare system, the strength of the U.S. healthcare system would make it extraordinarily unlikely that we would have an outbreak in this country, said Dr. Anthony S. F-A-U-C-I, Director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institutes of Health. That's a business card right there. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institute of Health. He is the director of. We have a staff meeting scheduled uh, with the president Monday. Monday to discuss the Ebola response. I wouldn't want them. I don't want our president to work on the weekends. I hope he's, he's got to get some golfing in. He's got to figure out what's going on, you know, with the wife and the kids and to make sure the White House is safe <laughs> because of the whole security issue. That's something we'll have to talk a little bit about today, the security issue around the White House. Now, a top White House official said Friday that imposing a travel ban on flights between the United States and the Ebola-ravaged nations in West Africa would only impede efforts to fight the virus. I would like to really try to understand that. How a travel ban on flights between the United States and the Ebola-ravaged nations in West Africa would only impede efforts to fight the virus. The latest sign that the Obama administration is not taking the advice of many in Congress who are demanding travel restrictions. Oh, Lisa Monaco, there she is again, assistant to the president for Homeland Security and Counterterrorism, another pretty good title, told reporters at the White House that officials don't favor that travel ban, even though at least one person has traveled back to the U.S. with the virus. Don't worry about it. She said, look, why would we want even a one-way ban my gosh, that's just stupid. 
That step isn't necessary because people are being screened for Ebola by centers of disease control officials as they leave West Africa. Are they, Lisa? CDC professionals actually have provided the assistance and the training and the advice to airport officials in Liberia, Guinea, and Sierra Leone as a result of those measures. Many, many people, dozens of people, have actually been stopped. From traveling, have they, Lisa? Earlier in the day, State Department spokesman Jen, uh, Jen Saki, she is great too, said a travel ban would be counterproductive and said the U.S. and other countries must engage with Guinea, Liberia, Sierra Leone. She also said doctors from those countries would soon be traveling to the United States for training. Great. I wouldn't want to... We're already sending people over there. Let's go ahead and send some trainers over there, too. They don't need to come back here. The United States is prepared to deal with this crisis both at home and in the region. Every Ebola outbreak over the past 40 years has been stopped. We know how to do this, and we'll do it again. Right. Later, Dr. Anthony from the National Institutes of Health admitted that the Dallas Hospital's initial steps to treat Duncan were rocky. Uh, But he said even with these missteps, the hospitals have isolated a patient and is tracking the people of which he came in contact with. Are they? Are they? <laughs> Are they? Because we have claims from the stepdaughter of the Dallas Ebola patient, uh, a woman who claims to be the stepdaughter, I should say, would be more exact. She claims, claims to be the stepdaughter of the Dallas Ebola patient. Uh, his name is Thomas Duncan. Boy, I'm sure glad that whole HIPAA thing is that working out well. <laughs> uh, Thomas Duncan. Uh, she told uh, CNN on Friday that she had close contact with her stepfather and ended up calling 911 when he became feverish and sweaty. She also revealed a, a, a few other details uh, about the CDC. Uh, she claimed that she found out that Duncan was diagnosed with the deadly Ebola virus. On the news. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if she sounds like Linda Hopkins. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. No official, she said. From the CDC or any other agency called her to inform her. She said what Linda Hopkins said. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. No one called to tell me that my stepdaddy is positive for Ebola. The woman also said no official provided instructions as to how or even if she should clean and disinfect the apartment. Further, she claimed she's still waiting to receive instructions from the CDC officials on whether or not she should self-quarantine. No one is giving me no instructions, and no one is telling me nothing. She is scared of contracting the Ebola virus. There's more to come. Jeff Fisher Show, Blaze Radio Network. I've got a little bit more on Ebola. It's the more I read, the scarier I get. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. You don't have to. Sit back, relax, take it easy. Nobody has a phone anymore. Wait. Everybody has a phone. So you can call it if you want. 888-900-3393. It's toll free. I mean, we pick up the tab. If there is a such a thing as a tab on a phone anymore. Anyway, Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast at 8 a.m. Eastern. Then Kane and Cup, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. You need not go anywhere else than right here on the Blaze Radio Network. A little bit more on Ebola. I know, I know, relax. I know we're supposed to be calm. We're supposed to relax. But every time I start reading about it, I start wanting to read more and more and more. I get just delve right into it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go two more things for you, and then we'll move on, I promise. Maybe it's this. Quarantine in the form of isolation is an important component to the response to Ebola infection. This on the Homeland Security News Wire, quarantine works against Ebola, but overuse risks disaster, does it? As people are infectious only once they develop symptoms, isolating them and having healthcare workers use personal protective equipment significantly reduces the risk of onward transmission. While quarantine is an important weapon in our arsenal against Ebola, indiscriminate isolation is counterproductive. Is it? The World Health Organization, who has warned that closing country borders and banning the movement of people is detrimental to the affected countries. Really? Pushing them closer to an impending humanitarian catastrophe? Still, this doesn't stop Sierra Leone from imposing a stay-at-home curfew for all of its 6.2 million citizens for three days. What? It had a three-day curfew in the past already? And now it's probably going to do it again? Quarantine is an excellent measure for containing infectious disease outbreaks. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Now, what do you? I found this fascinating. The word quarantine uh, is an old Italian word. It simply means 40 days. 40 days. 40 days and 40 nights. Where have I heard that before? 40 days. Uh, It's an isolation period, and it was imposed by the great, it all started, by the great council of the city of Ragusa, which is today uh, Dubrovnik, Croatia, in 1377. They imposed this on any visitors from areas where the Black Death was endemic. Huh? What? Since 1377, the measure has clear benefits. It was effective during the 2003 pandemic of the SARS, when the isolation of cases and their contacts were 10 days, was arguably one of the most significant interventions for containing the outbreak in only five months. It has been frequently used to control, wait, it's been frequently used to control Ebola outbreaks since the virus' first and most severe outbreak in 2000. Now, Uganda has used quarantine measures, isolating contacts of cases for up to 21 days. (laughs) What? It works? But it could be detrimental. Right. And I'm pretty sure we could stop 
travel say, you know what, you can't come here. Nope. And if you come here, you get to go over there for 30 days. And if you don't get sick, or even if you do, if you do get sick, we'll move you over here. If you don't get sick, you can stay right there. And then, you know, then you can come out in the country. That'd be fine. You can still come here. Just have to sit over here for 30 days. Okay? Here's a sandwich. We love you. Now go back and sit down. Okay? Thank you. And we could probably bring in food and all the other help to those countries. Huh? What do you think? Like I read this story here. Reminds me of something to invest in. Uh, Germany making deliveries this week with DHL drone deliveries. Yes, they're making drone deliveries in Germany already. It's a little island they have. Uh, and they, they it's easier just to send the drone. I'm telling you. This is what drone deliveries is what's going to happen. You're going to start. Amazon was way ahead of their time with these. And if you start having quarantined areas, which uh, you very well could have here in. uh, I remember I told you, I told you. I didn't think that it would be. I really didn't think that it would be some sort of infectious disease. But it does still hold when I talked about shutting down a city and shutting down areas. And you, if it's infectious, uh, you can't come in or out. Uh, no. They'll, 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 they can, they'll drone in food. You can't come in or out. But, and they'll just shut it down. I was thinking that it would be more for violence, where they'd shut it down and you could come in and out. You could travel in and out if you had your papers. I know. You've never heard that on the earth before. <laughs> yeah, travel anywhere without your papers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that whole thing of the United States being able to travel, you know, inside the United States without having to worry about, I don't know, Going state to state without different papers and showing who you are and what you're doing there. They've all that whole thing that made us great. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's that. That may or may not make it to the history books, but it's going away. And I didn't think that it would be here in Dallas, Texas. Holy crap! I mean, you look at the the Dallas Morning News, uh, their website front and center. Feds say mistake on Dallas Ebola case should cause worry. Texas reduced the number of those being monitored, focusing on 10 believed to be the greatest risk. Oh, good. Only 10. Uh, Ebola patient came to Dallas to marry the mother of his child. Oh, that was sweet. So that's why he lied about not being around sick people. Ebola case blood test delay may have violated federal guidelines. Eh, eh, what are guidelines? Nobody follows those from Washington, D.C. anyway. Uh, Ebola response reveals cracks in the healthcare system. <laughs> cracks? Yeah, that's a crack, all right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's just, those are just the top lines right there, top of Dallas Morning News website. That would be DallasNews.com. So, I didn't think it would be Dallas. It's, I know. I'm tired, too. 
There are ways that you can create inspiration for yourself, though. You can do it. You can create inspiration for yourself. Three of the top ways to create inspiration for yourself. Openness to experience. Okay? Their suggestion, give up one thing you're accustomed to. Try a new food. Drive a new route to work. Listen to a radio station that you've never heard before. Except now, don't do that now. Do that another time. Anything to break an old routine. Anything to break an old routine. So your openness to experience. Self-esteem. People with high self-esteem. You're less likely to set artificial limitations on your own abilities or be inhibited by what other people might think. And three, to create inspiration for yourself, creativity. Okay? For example, when we stand in line at a fast food restaurant, we have zero creativity. (laughs) So stay away from fast food restaurants. That's probably a good bet, no matter who you are. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm just, uh, just going down the list. Going down the list. As I'm, <laughs> as I'm falling asleep or trying to sleep last night, I, I'm just trying to go down my list of what I wanted to talk about today. And I'll, I'll, this is what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote it on the back of some ad paper. Sex? I haven't got to there yet. Surge protector. Yep, gave them the love. Comcast, not yet. Can't stomach, oh, we got to get to that. Bill Murray, got to get to that. J.P. Morgan Chase, we did. T- I did tease that a little bit. Another hack job, a lot of information lost. Your information is safe, though. Don't worry about it. Uh, Ebola, we're still, oh, I covered a little bit of Ebola. However, I was just reading. <laughs> so I go to, I find this, this story was sent to me from uh, a website called, uh, Natural News. It's at naturalnews.com. And it was created by this guy. I'm reading about the guy who uh, created Mike Adams, a.k.a. The Health Ranger. He's the founding editor of naturalnews.com, the Internet's number one natural health news website, now reaching 7 million unique visitors a month. And he is going off. Uh, he doesn't like the government much, I don't think. I get a, I get the picture of this, that he doesn't like the government and mass media at all. But he has five lies here about Ebola, and he, there's a couple things in here that actually make sense. Uh, number one, Ebola won't ever come to the United States. Uh, that lie was just sh- was shattered. Uh, lie number two, Ebola is only spread via direct contact with body fluids. Whoa, wait. Wait, uh, contaminated services. That's true. And we've they, we talked about that. If I'm, they said that you can uh, you can catch it uh, from any bodily fluid emission. So if I'm suffering, if 
if I'm showing symptoms, sweating, sneezing, coughing, puking, whatever, uh, whatever that goes on, uh, if I touch it, then I am susceptible to the disease. Now, we found out also last week that it doesn't take much to kill the disease. Um, bleach, water, bleach, bleach water, not just water. So when they tell you to wash your hands with soap and water, there's enough, presumably there's enough bleach in your water already to kill it. So, it's, you know, it's easy to kill before it infects you. Okay. So, you know, you can get it that way. Now they've said, what they have said is that you cannot catch it Okay. Unless I'm already showing signs of having it. It's already starting to break out. Um, however, now we're finding out that, you know, that, that might not be altogether true. That might not be altogether true because maybe, uh, you know, the first, when you first contract it, your body first gets it, you're not, you're not giving it to anyone else then just prior to you showing symptoms, you're still, you're very much uh, emitting the bug from your body, the body fluids. Even though you're not showing symptoms, the inside of your body is. And then when you're done, if you survive, uh, it's still in your system for, they say, uh, I think another week to 20 days. But they also say that for the men, it's inside uh, your sperm for another 30 or more days. So, have fun. Uh, lie number three, don't worry, health authorities have everything under control. Lie number four, the only defense against Ebola is a vaccine or pharmaceutical drug. Wait, what? Companies that, uh, let's see, oh, he's against the big uh, billion-dollar profit vaccine makers, pharmaceutical companies. Uh, he's saying there's other treatments, other natural treatments. Uh, mainstream media remains uh, complicit in systematic oppression of natural cures. Yeah, well, okay, They're, they just don't, don't want to get sued. I understand that. Uh, but they're also, one of the things that could be done, in which I do agree with this from Mike, is that but instead of urging the public to enhance, uh, you know, you're told to wash your hands, you're told to, uh, you know, wait for the vaccine, um, how about we make sure that we boost our immune defenses? And, I, I boy, I do agree with that. Uh, get Maybe try to get a little bit more healthy. Uh, make sure you have enough vitamin. He just goes down the list of what you should, you know, what you should make sure you have in your system. But... I do, you know, boost your immune system a little bit. And the number one five lie, according to Mike Adams from naturalnews.com, Ebola came out of nowhere and was a random fluke of nature. Uh, no. Uh, Ebola is a genetically modified organism. Oh, really? Ebola is a genetically modified organism, a GMO, declared by Dr. Cyril Broderick, professor of plant pathology, in a front-page story published in the Liberian Observer. Who doesn't get the Liberian newspaper? The Liber- It's Liberia's largest newspaper, by the way. Those are the top ten five lies from, uh, what's his name again? Mike Adams? What did I tell you his name? Mike Adams from 
naturalnews.com, a.k.a. the Health Ranger. We've got so much more. I promise I'm done with Ebola. I, can, I hope I'm done with it, and I want to be completely done with it, to be honest with you. So we've got a lot of really good stuff coming up in the next hour. Promise. Cross my heart. I don't really hope to die, but I cross my heart. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. It is the 4th, unbelievably the 4th of October, 2014, which means, wow, this coming week here at Mercury Studios in Las Colinas, Texas, suburb of Dallas, Texas. Uh, it is uh, Miracles and Massacres Museum, along with God's Guns and Giving, next weekend, Friday and Saturday. Fundraiser for Mercury One. The Miracles and Massacre Museum starts Wednesday. Uh, you can go to mercuryone.org and get more information. I was talking to them yesterday morning. Uh it is going to be packed out and beautiful. They're already working out here. Just look. You just go outside my door here and look. You can see the work they're doing here in the studios in the main area, the main concourse area for the museum. It's right there. Just take a look. Here. I'll open the door. I'll look it up, okay? Here, just take a look. My gosh. There's no lights on, so it's dark. Sorry. So anyway, go to mercuryone.org, and uh, you can uh, be a part of uh, God, Guns, and Giving next Friday and Saturday, and, of course, the museum, the Miracles and Massacre Museum. And they've got the the huge uh, 4D experience down in uh, Studio C. I never could remember the number, Glenn. Be mad. It's not Studio C anymore. It's Studio with a number on it. I think it's 33. I can't remember. It's down there at the end. You know, that Studio dot. If you look out the door right there, just look out my door. And uh, here, let me open the door for you here again. Hold on. Hold on. There. Just look out that door there and go all the way down. It's on your right-hand side. Okay, it's right there. Uh, sometimes i got to tell you. All right. So I'm going down the list of things I wanted to talk about today just uh, as I was uh, putting on my nightstand last night. Uh, we got to sex. Should we get – let's get that out of the way. Where's my sex? Hold on. Go down my list for you. Sex. The University of New Mexico hosting Sex Week. Students can learn how to be a gentleman and get, have sexual relations, negotiate threesomes, and, 
Another thing, I will tweet this story, so some of these things I don't want to say on the air, but you'll be able to read. Okay? Sex educators will use PowerPoint presentations and puppet demonstrations to teach students how to have consensual safe sex. The event, sponsored by the University of New Mexico Women's Resource Center and the Graduate and Professional Student Association, the GPSA, is offering lectures on how to be a gentleman and get reads negotiating successful threesomes, oh, face, and J's and beyond. For example... When you're having sex with more than one person, it can be very challenging. You know that as well as I do. To make sure that everybody's needs are being met and that everybody's boundaries are being respected. (laughs) Yes. I mean, they say that like you don't. I mean, that's why I guess that's why they're having the class. According to local news station, KOB4, the events are designed to prevent sexual assault. According to local news station KOB4, the events are designed to prevent sexual assault. But organizers have taken a new approach. Instead of teaching students how not to get hurt, they're teaching them how to have safer and better sex. Thank you. Thank you. When a lot of people go to college, they want to try new things. For example... When you're having sex with more than one person, it can be challenging. You want to make sure everybody's needs are being met and everybody's boundaries are being respected. Hello. The event titles have fueled controversy among various campus groups and students and parents. Get out of here. There's people upset over this? Stop it. We cannot believe that the UNM is hosting an event like this. We've already sent a letter to Dean and the president expressing our concern, and we encourage you to do the same. Yes. Get out there and fight this. Darn it. Anyway, cross sex off the list. Oh, wait, there was one more story. Why millennials are seeking. Oh, this that's because uh, it said the story is why millennials are seeking actual solutions to the student loan crisis. But what's happening is some students are enlisting sugar daddies to pay for college. <laughs> That's not new news. I got I, I got news for you. That's not new news, okay? Anyway, we'll cross sex off my list. And I will tweet that out so you can, if you want. You don't have to. I'll tweet it out at Jeffy MRA and, you know, you don't have to, but can read the story and know what uh, what every word was that I didn't say. Okay, okay, that's good. Uh, we'll get on the list here. Instagram weekend. Oh, big weekend! Big weekend for Instagram. Where's my Instagram? Big weekend. It's the hashtag project for Instagram. Get out there this weekend worldwide. Insta meet today and tomorrow. So get it out. It's a big, 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 big Instagram weekend. Everybody's got their special little hashtag on Instagram. Uh, Nashville, United States is uh, hashtag that Nash meet. 
Hashtag T-H-A-T-N-A-S-H-M-E-E-T. Rio Janeiro, Prague, worldwide. Uh, and uh, they've got tips for the Russia meet, tips for the Nashville meet. You can all go over there and just tweet and take a look at uh, Instagram. Get out there and big promote Instagram. And it'll be fun, fun, fun. The world's moments through photo and video. Tips and news from Instagram headquarters. Weekend hashtag project. Yes. Huh? Insta meet today and tomorrow, baby. Today and tomorrow. Yeah, we got an Instagram up. Special weekend. SWAT sticker. Do I really want to? <laughs> Hold on. Where's my SWAT sticker story? There we go. I've had this actually sitting here for a little while. And uh, I just uh, was on my list to uh, remember things to do. So a German company apologizes for laying bricks in the form of a swastika. sticker. <laughs> yeah, it was an accident. Police are investigating. A construction firm is apologizing after it was discovered bricks were laid in a German pedestrian walkway to form a swastika. sticker. <laughs> According to NBC News, it was not immediately clear if construction workers intentionally laid the bricks in such a manner, whether it was a mere coincidence, or if someone else later rearranged the stones in the form of the Nazi symbol. We immediately had the red bricks removed from the area, but we're investigating what happened. He added that the mayor met with the construction company but did not have the impression that this was a deliberate act and the company apologized several times. So, so, I mean, there you go. You're fine. I know it was a swastika. I know it was. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe it. But listen, we're sorry. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. Get SWAT sticker off my list. Get these stories off of this. <sighs> Bill Murray. Well, we talked a little bit about that on the radio show with the Glenn Beck program yesterday. It's a Bill Murray story. We'll get to that. I like that story. Can't stomach it. Can't stomach it. Do I want to? Yeah, let's get this. Can't stomach it. Hold on. Can't stomach it. So I'm reading. I'm reading. Some would say I could bring these stories over here first to this table where my microphone is. That makes too much sense. When I could just go back and forth and scream off mic. Wouldn't you rather have that? You just have me screaming back and forth? Can't stomach it. Okay, so this uh, lady, uh, Emily Yoff, Y-O-F-F-E, apparently is, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Dear Abby was and what are the rest of them, uh, because uh, she is Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. For, uh, and I, I, I just haven't, I guess, and I started looking her up, and she's been around for quite some time, and she's been giving advice. And the advice, I think I'm going to start one, Dear Jeffy, because I've got some advice for people, and I would love to be able to share it with you. So you can write me a letter. <laughs> you can write me a letter, Dear Jeffy, and I will be happy. I'll give you my advice. It'll be my advice column. On the Blaze Radio Network, Saturdays, Saturday mornings, we can have my little Dear Jeffy letters. And I will give you advice. Because this letter, Dear Prudence, I've been dating a loving man named Andy for nearly three years. And we recently moved in together. 
We both had marriages that ended badly, and we feel truly compatible. The only problem is I have a pretty big secret, and I don't know how to tell them, or if I even should. Okay, stop right there. I don't need to read any more of that. Why? Because it doesn't matter. Your relationship is crap if you haven't told each other everything. (laughs) If you're lying to your spouse or your boyfriend or person that's going to become your spouse, your relationship is already based on falsehoods. Dear Prudence, my two-year-old son is enrolled in a daycare program run by a woman who works from her home, along with two assistant teachers. The head teacher is very warm, and I'm confident that my son's emotional needs are being met. However, the program is very informal. The kids basically spend all day playing independently. Though there are usual stories and songs, and they're actively taught new skills, my mother is extremely concerned that this lack of formal child development-oriented program is holding my son back. The way she describes it, it seems like all the other two-year-olds she meets are debating current events and solving algebra problems while my son sits around all day with a chew toy and a ribbon of drool hanging from his chin. My parents have offered to help cover the cost of the fancier daycare in the area that I can't afford, but they can't afford it either. Should I be investing more in my son's development, or am I doing the right thing? How do I get my mother off my back? Well, I could tell you what Prudy said, or I can tell you what I would say. Either way, I'm guessing it's probably pretty close to the same. No, you know what? I know it's not exactly the same because she said, how lucky your son is filling the job description of a two-year-old, which involves some drooling, some playing with toys, some interacting with friends, some singing and listening to books, and most of all, exploring his little world. What? Oh, my gosh. The word kindergarten means children's garden, and it was originally conceived as... Time of play, discovery, and socialization. Now we have pushed academics to the kindergarten level and below, making children sit still when they should be moving and forcing them to master skills for which their minds and bodies are not ready. Your mother is right about one thing. Children are learning machines, and it starts in infanthood. But if you were home full-time with your child, you wouldn't be drilling him on how to defeat ISIS or asking him to solve quadratic equations. Children learn by having a chance to figure out qualities of sand, how swings feel, And what happens when you stack a really high tower of blocks? Sure, you could be introducing letters and numbers to him, but in a low-key, natural way. Can you bring me two sticks? Let's sing the alphabet song. As for how you handle your mother, it's easy to ignore her empty financial offers. And if she's whiny and persistent as a mother of a toddler, you should know the benefits of a timeout. See, my timeout to mom would be, Mom, get out. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Oh my gosh, it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Mike Opelka, pure Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. And uh, according to his tweet, 
just moments ago, he is going to be Ebola free today. There's a song in there somewhere. Uh, Joe Vermont, you are on the broadcast. Welcome to it. Hey, good morning, Jeffy. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I'm never better. I'm doing well as well. I'm Ebola free this morning. Um, but uh, <laughs> that you know listen, of. I was reading a story the other day, and and I had to call you this morning because I'm reading this and I'm going, you cannot make this stuff up, and it all re- it comes down to the uh, problems with the Secret Service and the uh, head of the Secret Service, who is obviously a, a, a political appointee. Right. And uh, the story I was reading was talking about how. She, over the summer, when a bunch of dignitaries were visiting from Africa for, a, for, for an African summit that the president had had, uh, ordered the Secret Service to remove security checkpoints and take down barricades around the area where, they were, where, where all of these dignitaries and the presidents were meeting, because the Secret Service needed to be more, about, needed to be more like, like Disneyland, more open and more inviting. And as you read the story down further, it, it literally says in the story, uh, Julia Pearson, uh, in high school, worked for Disney as a character yeah. at Walt Disneyland in, in California. And I'm just going, oh, my God, these political appointees have got to stop. You know, because you put a Mickey Mouse costume on, I don't think that that qualifies you to run the Secret Service. I could be wrong, but... Uh, you know, it's just it, you can't make it up. No, you can't. And she uh, actually is from Orlando. That's why uh, she went to the University of Central Florida. I mean, she, uh, you know, she was part of that. But she worked. My favorite, my favorite thing about Julia, and I, I remember this. <laughs> my favorite thing about Julia is that uh, when she worked there, she was uh, not only did she uh, have some costumes that she wore, uh, she was a watercraft attendant. And a parking lot attendant. So you, now some would say, hey, that's America. You move up. You're the head of the Secret Service. I would say eh, it doesn't really make you uh, ready for the job. But, hey, that's just me. <laughs> that is just me. Thank you very much. You're right, Joe. I appreciate it. It's very, very strange. And I'm glad to see her go, although the grass isn't always greener. The grass isn't always greener. Okay. Where should we go? Where should we go? Should we go to Bill Murray? Eh, J.P. Morgan Chase? Eh, race relations? Eh, I, don't know. Do I want to talk about race relations? Eh, I don't know. Race relations is so boring. NFL. Oh, uh, NFL. Okay. So I did just a very minor digging because, you know, I, I, homework. What is that? Uh, NFL. And we talked a little bit about it last week, and I wanted to – this is the NFL is a nonprofit. Okay, so what happens is, and I, and I kind of knew this, but I, I wanted to make sure that I explained it right because I don't know that I explained it right last week. NFL, nonprofit. Okay, all the money comes into the NFL main office, right? and they disseminate that money out to the teams. So they just signed like a, I don't know billions of dollars. With direct TV, they've got TV deals left and right. All that money, the nonprofit, comes into the NFL. And that's right, it's a nonprofit. And then all that money goes out to the teams. Now, the teams uh, do pay taxes. Most nonprofits don't pay their heads 
$40 million, as the NFL does. However, the NFL makes a lot of money for their nonprofit. And so, you know, he deserves his $40 million. He's just billions of dollars to direct TV. So it's a nonprofit here. Once it leaves the nonprofit, though, it still gets taxed. There's just a step in there. The government is missing some of their tax money. That's why they're pissed. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. Thank you. Welcome to it. How are you? Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelka, Piero Pelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. Will Kane, S.E. Cup, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. No place else you need to go than right here. Blaze Radio Network on a Saturday. Sundays. <laughs> yeah, there's programming on that day too. Hello. Yeah, David Barton. Uh huh. That's all you need. I mean, the rest of the programming all day Sunday is there. It's great stuff. David Barton's all you need to know. Starts tomorrow morning. Hello, the David Barton. Yeah, that's the same guy. He's on tomorrow morning. Blaze Radio Network. And then Monday through Friday, you've got the regular. You know, all the regular. The regular hijinks continue Monday. Doc Thompson, Skip Lacow, Glenn Beck. Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Patton Stew, all on the Blaze Radio Network. Does anyone, anyone believe our government when they say they've got this Ebola thing under control? I just, I'm just looking at Michelle Malton just posted. On her site, we gambled with Ebola and lost. And inside of this story, she talks about the diversity visa program. October 1st, on the 1st of October, the State Department, who we found out is out of control, thanks to For the Record on the Blaze TV network, Opened up the annual DV random lottery to applicants from all around the world. Yes, it's completely random, like a Powerball drawing. Up to 55,000 lucky winners will snag permanent residency visas, green cards, which put them on a path to American citizenship ahead of millions of other foreigners patiently waiting to come to this country. Yay! Okay. And just don't worry about it. We've got it under control. All good. All good. Is Harry from Tampa still there? Harry from Tampa. Tampa, I miss him. I miss I miss in Florida. How are you? It's rainy here, baby. I don't rainy. care. It's still Florida. I, I miss living in Florida. Listen, I had two. I called called in on one item, but then the last fella. Uh, when he brought up uh, Julia Pearson's st- 
extent that Disney made me think of something else. So if I could cover one thing and get and then get to something else, sure, go ahead. Go um, on. Well, I'm here for you. I, I'm here for you. I was <laughs> appreciate that. <clears throat> was watching a, a press conference by the by the CDC and and buddies last night. And you felt so and much better, didn't you? It say. I'm you f- sorry. You felt so much better, didn't you? I did. Thank you. Because okay. it, it, I started to wonder if I was the only one old enough or the only one paying attention way, 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 way back in the mid-90s, um, who, when we were watching uh, uh, during uh, the take-back of, uh, what was it, Kuwait and uh, Iraq, and when, we, when Baghdad Bob was having his press conferences, and he was denying that American troops were anywhere in, to be found, and you could kind of see them through the window behind him during the press conference marching by. I, uh, and it, it struck... Go ahead. I, I was just a kid back then, so I don't remember what you're yeah, talking I about, but I did look up... Toddler. I did look up uh, Baghdad Bob quotes as you were st- mentioning Baghdad Bob just because uh, I remember my great-great-great-grandfather talking about it. And... Uh, there are no American infidels in Baghdad, never. And there's bombs going off behind him. I mean, yes, I do remember him. And how everybody, everybody, including the, the, the liberal press, the conservatives, everybody, it, it, was, it was well known that he was an absolute joke. Yeah, that's what right? I, I, I mean, it's just as clear as a bell that, that irrespective of what is, is being said, we can see the the truth happening in real life yes. unfolding behind yes, him. And uh, my favorite and, quote here, as I go down the list of Baghdad Bob quotes, uh, the, at the time he was the Iraqi information minister, uh, I blame Al Jazeera. They are marketing for the Americans. Right. <laughs> maybe we've been recruiting. Maybe, oh maybe the gosh. CDC has been, re- has been using uh, Al Jazeera as their farm team for in- information officers. Um. It, it, it's just it's just such an utter joke. Well, I look, feel like I'm watching a movie. Yeah. you know when when you know when you're when you're the audience of a movie and you can see all the the storylines unfolding and you're saying you know oh, don't open that door or that's a bad idea or don't whatever do that. everything that they're doing we can see yeah. is the absolute opposite of what should be done. Oh my gosh! You have seriously, you have no idea how many times. I mean, I feel like I'm a broken record. I mean, it is almost everything. If I mean, I'll say almost because I know that there's going to be now. It's what about this? Is this, is this true? But I'm telling you, almost everything they say, the exact opposite is the truth. Exact opposite. Everything they Damn. say will happen. The exact opposite happens. It is, it is unbelievable. And just, I mean, Keith, the other morning, I still, I, I could still see his face. He was so honest when he was just like, am I living in an alternate universe? I mean, we see it right there. And they're telling me I don't see it. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. And it's the CDC. It's the Secret Service. It's the, it's the uh, IRS. Oh. And going to, uh, going to Julia Pearson, I thought it only took a minute <laughs> while I was on hold. I, can we play a little game? I want to see if 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 we can assign different administration members to members of the uh, of the seven dwarfs, which I'm sure you know it's on the tip of your tongue, are happy, sleepy, grumpy, doc, bashful, sneezy, and dopey. 
I so if I name a person, can you tongue. assign uh, one of the one of the seven dwarfs to to that person? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you probably could. You probably could. Okay. Uh, what is there? Three? What is there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven dwarfs. Seven dwarfs. Doc, grumpy, happy, sleepy, bashful, sneezy, dopey. Did you know, though, as I'm looking this up now, the history of the Seven Dwarfs? Uh, the 1912 play, uh, Miss Mr. Know-It-All, uh, Blick, Flick, Glick, Plick, Quee, Snick, and Wick were the dwarfs, okay? Okay. <laughs> Let's go with the modern dwarfs. Yeah, name those. Yeah, name those, pal. Okay? Uh, you know, you're right, and we'll we'll figure that out. Thanks, Harry. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to... Uh, He's, he's so right, uh, and we actually should, I should make some sort of bit. Maybe I'll do that this week and make a bit with the seven dwarfs and the administration. It's absolutely. First of all, Harry, you're not alone, and it's becoming more and more prevalent that more and more people. I hope. I mean, it sure seems that way. Are waking up and saying to themselves. Am I living in an alternate universe? Because I'm seeing this happen in front of me, yet I'm being told it's not happening. What is the deal? That cannot be true. But hey, trust, trust, trust. Never mind. You Listen, everything's fine. Just keep moving. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. All right, we've got a couple things to get to. Um, before I get to State Senator, I want to get back to the NFL real quick. You know, I was thinking, look, let's be honest. If it wasn't for the tax-exempt status, because they were going after them for that, uh, to they're trying to get rid of them, the Redskins, it's going to be something else. That's what they do. That's what they do. It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. They're just going to keep hammering until something sticks. So I go back and I thought, oh, yeah, I wanted to talk, you know, mention that the FCC was considering the, a petition to ban the use of Redskins on the airwaves, which I thought, oh, my gosh, how stupid. Okay. But like I said, if it's not one thing, it's going to be something else. They're going to go ahead. But then I read the entire story. I just I read the the headline. I read the you know the first paragraph, and it says hasn't been smooth, and they've got a petition and everything. But did you know that also the FCC dissolved the forty year old sports blackout rule? That's huge. Now, I'm telling you, that's huge. That's new. I I wish that's kind of buried in this Redskin story, but. Uh, that the NFL will probably still use that rule as a contractual deal with the teams and the TV stations, but that's a good rule. Not, I mean, that's big, been a big rule and a big pain in a lot of teams' necks for quite a while. And you know that rule: if you're not sold out within so many hours of the game, that you can't broadcast the game in your market, in your home market. And that blackout rule, you know, a lot of people in a lot of different markets 
<laughs> did not like that rule. But I guess with uh, satellite and uh, direct TV and NFL uh, packages now, um, now that I think about it out loud, it probably wasn't that big a deal anymore because you were getting those games. You could get those games anyway. The petition about the Redskins and the FCC is from this guy from uh, George Washington University, John Banziff III. Apparently, he was a big player in getting cigarette ads off radio and television. So, Oh, and he also pushed for making school buses safer. So he is, uh, I love this story too, despite whatever the origins of the word our skins may be. Ugh. Just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And the owner of the Redskins, still holding tough, man. Snyder is still holding tough, but he has got to be under a huge amount of pressure. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's got to be, right? Got to be. Okay, state senator from Louisiana does an ad, a great ad, by the way, a great ad. And it's an ad against a U.S. senator. Let's hear it. Opelousas, Louisiana, Academy Street, the Hill section. I grew up just a few blocks from here. These streets look just the same as they did when I was a kid. In some ways, they look even worse. Mary Landrieu first ran for Senate in 1996, promising to be a champion for the black community. 18 years later, little has changed. Our communities are poorer than they were in 1996. Our schools continue to fail children. Our jails are filled with young black men who should be at home being fathers. Meanwhile, Mary Landrieu lives in a $2 million mansion on Capitol Hill. You see, as Thomas Sowell said, politicians are not trying to solve our problems. They're trying to solve their own problems, of which getting elected and re-elected are number one and number two. You're not Mary's cause, and you're certainly not her charity. You are just a vote, nothing less and nothing more. For her, you're just a means to an end so that she remains in power while you scrounge together food stamps to buy Kool-Aid. She sips champagne at cocktail parties. While you dig through the couch looking for gas money, she flies around in private jets funded by taxpayer dollars. Think about it. But Mary Landrieu knows she doesn't have to do anything for our community. Because no matter what she does, 95% of us will line up and vote for her every single time. Since 1996, black unemployment has doubled and the poverty rate for blacks has skyrocketed. Mary hasn't helped us at all. So on November 4th, let's send her back home to her father's house or to her mansion in Washington, D.C., or to wherever the heck she lives, because one thing is for sure, she does not live here on Academy Street, on the hill. Woo! Wow. Albert Lee Gilroy. Gilroy. Gilroy? Gilroy. Gilroy. Albert Gilroy. Yeah. G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y. Gilroy. Yeah. Albert Gilroy. 70 years old, 
Louisiana, state senator, African-American, Republican. Wow. That ad should be played in every city in America. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. All right. Uh, Oh, my gosh. This news just in. Uh, I don't know if any of you had an opportunity. Pat Gray of uh, the Pat and Stu and Glenn Beck program, friend, is not going to be happy on Monday. In fact, this weekend's going to be a very bad weekend for him. And so, you know, just say a prayer for him. But BYU lost last night. And on top of BYU losing in that college football game last night, they were undefeated and in the top 25. Uh, their quarterback leaves the game with a leg injury. Oh, he is not going to be happy on Monday. All right, that's it. Have a great weekend. Michael Pelka, Piero Pelka coming up. And the rest of the Blaze Radio Network lineup right after this broadcast. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Anyone uh, told you you look great today yet? No? Well, you do. You look great. Except you really aren't going to wear that all day, are you? Okay. Okay. If you think it looks good. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.